Welcome to Creative Income, a podcast that focuses on making a living in the creative space. Whether you're an actor, filmmaker, musician, painter, or anything that doesn't fit the nine to five mold, there is value for you here. I'm Lars Lindstrom. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Creative Income with Lars Lindstrom. This is episode two of season two. Look at me sticking by my word. I told you that I had some pre-recorded episodes and this is one of them. Uh, I'm excited to jump into this podcast. This is Eric Scott Woods. He's the co-CEO and uh, creator of Cartel Pictures. Um, They're producing 26 films this year. I cannot possibly begin to, I I mean, I I can't imagine shooting. It'd be impossible to shoot 26 films in a year. So, (laughs) I mean, I've done four films for Cartel. And Erica showed up to every single one of them, and uh, he's got multiple productions going on at once. Of course, he'd have to be. Um, and th- the amount of pressure and work that goes into this stuff, but he makes it feel so comfortable and seamless. The guy just loves solving problems, you can tell. And he's definitely had some problems, man. Uh, in this podcast, he talks about one of his early failures. He and his wife, before Cartel, um, produced a film on their own uh, for about $300,000 of their own money and lost it all. Uh, but rather than hanging up the towel and quitting, they turn it into something positive. And Cartel Pictures, like I said, is doing quite well, and it's a quite uh, net positive experience for him at the moment. So um, there's a lot to learn from this podcast. Uh, on a unrelated topic, I would just like to say the thing that makes this podcast valuable for me is hearing from you guys. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't reached out to me on social media, uh, jlarzell is my personal Instagram, or you can uh, follow my Instagram at Creative Income Podcast. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a message and just tell me you're enjoying it, what you want to hear more of, um, what creative field that you're uh, particularly studying or, or interested in. Um, I, I love hearing from you guys. The reason I started this podcast in the first place was to um, help my crew members out that were maybe not feeling like they were, you know, making enough in the industry. So I want to be there for you guys. Uh, hit me up. Anyway, I think let's just go ahead and jump right in and uh, we'll see how we do. So uh, Eric, thank you so much for joining me, man. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy, so I'm happy to have you on. Would you mind just uh, telling the listeners and viewers um, what you do? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Lars. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful and uh, grateful to get to know you and, and, your, and your talent and your work as well. It's phenomenal. Um, I guess it is easy just to start at... Um, at the beginning, but I'll breeze through it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I studied finance economics at Berkeley. Okay. And um, I had a double major there. And uh, my junior year, I took an acting class. And I came home and I told my parents, I'm, I'm leaving school and I'm going to L.A. And my dad's like, well, wait, wait a minute. I Go to L.A., do all that stuff, but just get your degree, graduate. So, again, uh-huh. for all you guys out there, if you're, you know, get your degree, it's good, good for you. So, anyway, so I got my degree and I came down to L.A. and just kind of just started diving in. And um, I started working quite a bit as an actor. Um, you know, I've done tons of television. I went to New York on a soap opera for about three and a half years. And I was lucky because I only waited, I waited tables for years. And I was fortunate to never have to make that return. Um, and there's very specific reasons for that. So I started, so acting was going great and whatnot. And, and then in my early 30s, it started to kind of slow down. And I, I was with my wife and we were talking about, you know, I, I got to make a move where I can, you know, I can be the one making the phone call opposed to the one receiving it creatively for me, yes. you know, and that was, yes. just, that was, you know, that was very, very important. So why was that important to you? Just out of curiosity. 
Uh, well, well, because I wanted to, I wanted to put the power back in me. I wanted to have the power. I didn't mm-hmm. want, you know, other people to have the power. And, and, um, so my wife came up with this game. It was really interesting. She called it the game. And what it did was she just made it up. And cause I'd always tell her like, as an actor, I go, well, you, you just can't walk. You can't walk into the casting office and drop stuff off. They, they don't let you do that. Or this, that, and the other. you can't, you're not supposed to do that. And, and my wife finally said to me, who's they? And why can't you do this? Uh-huh. And I go, well, I, that's what everybody else does. She goes, well, I bet you not. The people that are really making movies aren't doing that. And I go, well, okay. So she designed this game to kind of put me out of my comfort zone where I had to go do things that, you know, you're not supposed to do or whatever. <laughs> and it really transformed me because it gave me the opportunity and the freedom and the, and the okay, the permission, that's a good word, yeah. the permission to, you know, to think outside the box and, and to not be so worried about they – them and others you know can you give me like is, one one example of what that looked like so what was one of the things that she one of the do? things was like to, to go into a casting office and just demand to go in and see them you know and you know <laughs> okay. it's literally just but you know and or go to producers or you know i mean anything that i couldn't do wasn't supposed to do you know i i would do i would i would go in and, and wait for casting directors until the end and then I, i'd go in and talk to them for five minutes you know you know you're not quote, I was supposed to do that so that's just like one, one example, you know, of, of things. Um, and so it got me thinking to, and I never had plan B. It was, I was all in. I mean, I, I tell anybody the creative, if, if you have a plan B, you don't do yeah. it because people that are making it don't have a plan B and they're really, really good as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got to dive in full steam ahead. So I, um, Interesting. so at that point I was, I was still acting, but I got into, at this point, we got into we were going to make a movie, um, and my wife financed it. And you know, we said this was the time, blah blah blah. And we made this movie, and uh, and I lost all my money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for being on the podcast, Eric. We appreciate your time. We'll see you yeah, later. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Peace the out. end. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Well, how much no, was how much was the film? Do you remember the financial investment there? About three hundred. Three hundred grand. Okay, and you yeah. and you. Did not yeah. make any of that money back? No, no. But what it did was um, it, it got me um, in touch. And now I'm with my great partner, Stan Spry. Yeah. That's that's how we, we met because my acting agent at the time knew Stan and, and Stan knew distribution. So I went and met with Stan. Stan came over and watched the movie. He goes, this is a great movie, but you don't have anything for QC. You don't have anything set up. I can't really. It's, you're kind of after the fact on this thing. Hmm. And I was like. Well, that makes sense. I mean, my contracts were just ridiculous. I had, gave all the power to the director and I paid for it. It was a mess. Yeah. But, so we started talking and he goes, you know, there is an idea that I have that may be interesting to you um, and we can talk about it. But, you know, I'm I'm starting a, a, a management firm for, for writers. And if you want to make a movie again, I can get an MG for you. And then, and I'm like, well, what's an MG? And he goes on to say, you know, we will you pay for the movie and when you complete it and you deliver it to the distribution company they will give you your money back so what is an mg what does that stand for minimum guarantee okay all right so, so it's a gentleman's make, handshake right it's like a no 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 it's, it's in there like a, if i'm gonna make a movie for you know if i'm gonna make a movie for a distribution company and they mg it that means they own it and then oh. they can go on and sell it and, and we split money and all that kind of stuff gotcha. you know i do that often with with real one and stuff like that uh-huh. so anyway i was like wow so i get all my money back and i, I don't lose anything at the mm-hmm. very least i don't lose anything it's hard work and he was like yeah so we found a distributor um i forget his name right now but uh we made the movie and it was called sand sharks I mean, the, the best film ever 
ever made <laughs> in my life. Yeah, it was you know, you it peaked. was about it was you know, and I was I was delusional because I I mean I was I, I started it and but Cornemic was in it and a bunch of people were in it, Brooke Hogan, and it was about sand sharks and it was just the satire <laughs> the, the craziest thing. But I I was on the set and I was making a movie. You know, yeah. and I was a producer and I didn't know anything. That's another thing. I just go going blind. You know, you'll, you'll figure it out later because um, that's where you learn. You learn and you, you know what you know, you know what you don't know, but you don't know what you don't know. And it's yeah. where you don't know what you don't know is where all the, that's where all the magic is, right? Yeah, that's, 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 where, where, I, that's, that's where, where I exceed as well. Of just kind of like diving in and assembling that parachute on the way down, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because it's, it's you're not going to get anywhere with things you already know and you know things you already don't know. You know, the discovery and the, you know, the, the magic of you was in that space. So we were on set and um, I was just mesmerized by this whole process. It was, it was incredible. All the contracts were different. The whole process was different. And we, we shot the movie. We got it done, got it in on budget. We turned it in, we got our money back. And I was like, this is incredible. So the next piece of it was we, um, he, the distributor sold it to sci-fi for $70,000. So we got to split 35 grand a piece. So I, I was in heaven. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, uh-huh. and, and, and it's still, I didn't know anything about making movies. I, you know, it just, let's try to sell people and start doing it. So what happened was, you know, you know, long story short is Stan was running a management company and he had space in his office. Like you want to come over, grab an office and see if we can make some movies. We'll figure it out. And I go, yeah, let's do it for sure. Can I and ask you kind of, um, how, how long, how many months did it take you from pre-production, production, post-production to make and sell sand sharks? Say, oh, I don't know. I, it wasn't. It wasn't that long. It was probably like a standard movie, pretty much, because we had money and okay. we had we had things in play. It wasn't like I had to wait for you know editor to come in from Hong Kong or this. You know, I got to wait for this, yeah. that, and the other thing. I didn't have to piecemeal. But maybe was, three three months of work, something like yeah, that. Yeah, three or four months. Yeah. So you're, so you're making maybe ten grand a month. I mean, that's not like an incredible salary. You know what I mean? And so that's but but talk to me about why it was still worth it for you and what you what you learned in that process. Well, what. What was it wasn't yeah I mean God the money really wasn't the issue it was right. more about it was more about the discovery of diving into something and learning how to do it and accomplishing something yeah. and finishing it and and knowing at that moment like well God let's go get another MG and try to do this yeah. we can do this uh-huh. you know I mean and and the creative part was so fun I always I you know why I always feel so good on set is I you know I started out you know owning a business but as, as a PA. You know, I mean, I really just, I did everything. Me and Stan did everything all the time. <laughs> and we learned because nobody else, we, nobody else knew how to do it. So we had to figure out how to do it. And it was, yeah. there were times where, I mean, we had this, I'll tell you a funny story, dude. We, we, we did this movie called, um, God damn it, Sinkhole. And we needed a bus to, to sink. Uh-huh. So we decided that we were going to go to Colorado to a, 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 a prison to pick up a, 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 a bus, a minibus that didn't have any uh, batteries in it or anything like that because we save a little money and then we drive drive it back. So we fly out there. I get I walk in there. The lady knows me from Sand Sharks. Hilarious because that's how we started. <laughs> I'll just tell you a picture. And so I go, worst trip away. We got to get some batteries in the sucker and go. The stupid thing was is we we did this in like uh, late November and we didn't go south. We went ended up going up over the Rockies. Oh, so we're in this bus. God. Me standing a PA. We're going on this bus and everything's going to go crazy. And we get to this one point in Utah where there's like a 140 mile hour stretch of no cell service and no gas stations. <laughs> we run out of gas. 
we run out of gas. It's the middle of the night. There's tweakers everywhere. Some of that we get out. I have really long hair. And we have like socks on my hands and stuff. We're trying to pull somebody over. Finally, get somebody pulled over. They think we're crazy. We're like, no, we're just making a movie. We're blah, blah, blah. But you know, can you go get the cops? So the cops come. They're like, what are you doing? We're like, look, man. We, I told them a story. We flew out here to get this bus. We're driving it back to Detroit in LA. And they're like, really, <laughs> really? And it was just the time when Colorado uh, became legal for for marijuana. So he was like, you know, you transfer this through Utah, you're you're in trouble. I go, dude. I live by Humboldt County. Come on now. You know, so, yeah. so it was just such an experience. So we, we had all those great experiences throughout, you know, our stuff. We've been everywhere and done some crazy stuff. And that's, you know, I think, I think that's what's been so, you know, so exciting about all of it for all of it's come together. So, so how long ago was that? How long have you been doing this now? 10, 11, 12 years, maybe. Okay. About 12 years. All right. So, years. so, so you got this bus, it's just hustle, right? Yeah. So talk to me about, um, what what do you think differentiates you and Stan from maybe someone else trying to do this? Look, I, here's here's the deal. We 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 I'm just gonna say this. We work really really hard and we don't get stopped. Yeah, we don't get stopped. And we have also the other side of this company, the infrastructure of my company, is what really kind of runs the boat with the contracts, all the you know the, the accounting, all the backstory of this. You know, the front story is a little you know a little easier just making the movie over the years. But and and I can also tell you we've you know we've been screwed over four or five times big time where we've had to pivot and move pivot and move pivot and move. And can you talk to me about some of those some of those experiences because I think it's important to to understand that failure is is probably one of those experiences where you get to learn the most. And uh, and a lot of people think failure is failure and they they hang up and quit. So talk to me about some of those pivots. Yeah, I mean that, that's a big thing for me. It's like you know if you can't go through the door, dive through the window. You know, I mean you got to you got to get there and. You, you you can't you can't be people get stopped all the time for a lot of reasons i do too but um i i would say well we had we you know we we first started doing something with somebody again we don't know what we're really doing and then we find out we kind of get screwed on him so again we're just a we don't have anything of power yet we're just a, we can make movies so we're learning how to make them on a cheap level very efficient stan i've always agreed with that and then we we i won't name the companies but so that we had to pivot out of there then we met a, we worked with another big company and we found out some stuff wasn't going correctly financially hmm. and it was, it was a big deal. And we had to pivot again and we were like, what do we do? And we're like, well, we're going to pivot. We're going to figure it out. And then it happened again. So the really the moral of the story is, and it's happening all the time is that we're not scared of pivoting because something's better down the road. And it always is. I'm not worried about somebody if they leave and want a recommendation, I'll happily do that, but I'm not, I used to be really scared of losing employees or losing a pipeline of movies or whatever, because it, you know, it's your, your bloodline. But now it's just like, you know what, we'll go, we're going to pivot. We'll be okay. And to have that, like just that, that um, trust in yourself and in your partner that, you know, things are going to work out and you just keep driving, you know, has really helped us out a lot because we're still learning, you know, yeah. um, you know, so, but I think that's, that's such an important thing in any type of, any type of success is that, you know, you work hard. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to do well here. If you're waking up at nine and going to bed at six, you know, you just not, I mean, people are doing stuff and they're in action and they're moving and touching, inspiring people. And, you know, they don't take no for an answer and they, you know, and they don't get, they don't get stopped by failure. They don't, you know, lose any of their traction by that. And, and we don't, and we also, you know, you learn to stick up for yourself a little more too. You know, even though you're not in the position uh, sometimes that you, you you should be able to, you shouldn't say that. It's like, you know, you can't say stuff and stuff like that. So having that inner strength and, and that power in you and knowing that you, 
you're not going to do anything wrong. Just go do it, do it, you know, and do it hard. Yeah. Talk to me about the structure of the business now. So you've, you've pivoted a lot. Uh, are you, when you do a movie, um, are you financing them entirely just you two or like, where does the money come from? How does that happen? Where do the movies come from? Okay. Um, that's a really complicated question, but that's Good. okay. Cause I can't get into all of it anyway, sure. but we, we have different, we have different, um, I would say platforms, you know, Hallmark, Lifetime, Tubi, um, Independence, um, uh, that we work with, um, uh, you know, different segments of Lifetime, stuff like that. And sometimes the financing, we'll either, we can, we're in a position now where we have, we have our own financing, we have bank financing. Hmm. Um, so in certain circumstances, we can gap something if we need to um, of our money and then get a payback later yeah. or, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's still, it's still hard. Believe it or not, it's still, you know, I mean, yeah, I can get money. Money is expensive, you know, and it's, you know, <laughs> so, but, but we can pivot because we know all about, you know, certain tax rebates and, and where to slide this and that and what we can pay for a front and things getting back and all that kind of thing. So it comes from different places, really. I mean, sometimes we'll just work on a movie and just be the producers and we get a fee. Yeah. You know, sometimes we'll participate in the financing and we'll get the tax rebates or whatever. You know, sometimes we'll have to gap something from a bank in order to get what we need because we're waiting on other money to come in. You know, on our streamlining stuff, like Tubi fronts the money they pay for it. You know, that's how that works. Yeah. Um, Lifetime, same thing. But there's certain things that we have to gap and pay and stuff like that. So it's gotten a little more complicated, but it's uh, at the end of the day, it's if you can get to where you can get financing and know what you're doing and talk to people, you know, that's that's the best resource you could ever have, hmm. basically. Is Cartel able to own or hold on to any of the ownership of these films or is it all? Oh yeah. No, that was, that was a big thing for us. Yeah. We own a lot of these movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what happened was, is we, you know, we used to work with, you know, uh, like Mar Vista and then, um, real one. And we used to do a situation with them, just with them where we would MG it and then they'd own the movie. And then we'd get part of the, um, domestic money as our fee. That was great, but we never owned anything. So two years ago, we decided, you know, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to go on our own without a net and see if we can figure this thing out. Yeah. And so we own, we're owning all a lot of movies now. You know, most most of the movies we own, but still with like Hallmark, we can own it. We can, they can own it. We can own it. Uh, we do different levels of stuff like that. But our objective is to have much more ownership in our, our company. Why was that you important know? for you guys? Well, if you look at the scale of, um, you know, if you, you know, again, if you look at it, if you're analyzing your, your, your business five years down the road, three years down the road, your goals oriented, stuff like that, it's, it's a big weapon in order to sell the entire company uh, to have titles, to have a lot of titles and to teach what we do really well. So that, that's kind of what that's for, you know, to have that. So I know that, uh, you know, it's, it's like, if you, if you make a movie or sell a movie to a lifetime or ha maybe not ha lifetime, but Hallmark, let's say, um, are you able to maybe sell them the domestic rights, but you're able to hold on international rights and continue to make money in perpetuity with that? Like, kind yes, of, how we, some yeah, of we, yeah, 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 yeah. We own, and what's interesting, and I don't know if I should say this, but what's interesting is, um, you know, Hallmark doesn't have to give you anything, you know, as far as ownership, you know, and mm -hmm. we've, they, we've worked with them so long that they, you know, they give us a two or three a year and this is a big, big deal financially and for um, the ownership of our company, you know, cause I'm always like, why, is, why do they just, you know, we can just get a fee and they're like, no, they want to give them to us and stuff like that. So wow. it just kind of depends Um, and, and, you know, and again, you try to work that deal up front. We have something going on with Tubi. 
obviously the lifetime stuff is ours, you know, and then if we bank finance or split stuff, we did monsters of California with Tom DeLong yeah. and Stan and I split that with Tom for our, out of our own money. And I got yelled at from my wife about that one, but thank God we paid it back. And we're all good to go. So it just <laughs> kind of comes from everywhere. I think once in a while, what we like to do is, and we've only done it once with monsters, but there'll be a couple of t- things down the road where we're, we'll just want to finance it. And then, without any structure to it. So now we own it. Now, now we can bid war, you know, we can do all, we have a lot of power to play with it or, or lose it all too. Right. And, but, you know, opposed to setting up distribution ahead of time where foreign gets this, domestic gets this, using a tax credit, we'll put all this money together. And now we'll put a little equity in there and we we'll go make the movie. And that's a pretty standardized, you know, situation there. But once in a while, you want to kind of throw the rope out and, and go for something, you know, because like I said, uh, and, I mean, you're, you're a product of this on our movies is that, you know, we can make movies at a pretty low price point and they look really, really good. Yeah. yeah. And that's a big, big plus when you're selling stuff or, or what have you. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really happy with this last one we made too, man. I think it's, I think it looks uh, awesome. Dude, I think it's, I, I think I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited for it. I think it's really the best movie, the best experience I've had probably ever. And wow. I, I, and I, it really just with all you guys were, it just was, everybody wanted to be there. Everybody yeah. took care of each other. You know, everybody was having fun. The actors were great, you know. It's just it was like a big family, and, and nobody was above or below each other, you know. And yeah. I just even directed you guys did great work, and I'm, you know, and and the movie came out fantastic, you know. And it was just such a joy to to be on set with people that want to be on set. Yeah. I find lately that you know it's like oh god, I got to do this. It's like well, you, don't work. I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It's, I was I was eager to wake up at four thirty in the morning and go to work. Yeah. It was very, and that doesn't always happen, you know? And so to have that experience uh, and, and have, and it was a, you know, it was a dark gritty movie. And, and sometimes that can change the vibe on set too. You know, if you're not doing like a Hallmark Christmas movie, sometimes, right. you know, it's like, ah, oh, like it just feels like drab and dreary and stuff on set. But then, uh, but I know this one was great, man. I, I couldn't wait to get to work. Yeah. This one, I mean, I, just to be honest, I haven't been to a picture wrap in probably six years. And I was like, <laughs> I'm standing for, yeah. Well, because, you know, I, I I get I'm busy, you know, but yeah. I really wanted like I I was bummed that I was on vacation on this one. I'm like, God damn it, because you know I normally <laughs> check in with that, but I just I just love being around all you guys. And like you said, it was a pretty gnarly subject matter that we were playing with, but everybody was so light, you know, during the day. You know, yeah. it was it was you know it was phenomenal. And it was just great people that wanted to do something. So I was very proud of that. I bet you it doesn't even go to Tubi right away. It'll probably go to festivals or go go to a theater or something like that. You They're gonna so. love it. Okay, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I hope that happens. I um, so talk to me about uh, you know someone starting out. All right, so let's say someone starting out, they want to make movies. What advice do you have for them? Well, um, I would say that the the strongest advice I, I would have would be to one to work hard. It would be extremely hard. Find find a mentor that you mm-hmm. that you can bounce stuff off of, which is very very important, and. And take meetings. I, I remember we took me and Sam. I would take so many meetings with people, and I'm like, "What are we doing, dude?" Because one of these is going to hit someday. Something, blah blah blah. And we went and met everybody in town to find out what they were all about. You know, we were humble, and um, you know, um, it's just tricky. I that that's kind of what I would do. I mean, you just have to, you know, it's like I came down here to be an actor. I would got a commercial agent. That's what you do. You, then you go get a theatrical agent. How do you get that? Nobody knows. You just go and get it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I, and, and never quit. Just, you know, never quit. Read scripts, read the time scripts, you know, find out how, read about how things are done. I mean, 
was just, James Cameron never even went to, you know, he never even went to school for, for directing or anything like that. He read all his, he read all these books at USC. That's how, that's how he learned how to do everything. Literally, you know, and he's worked, worked, worked. So, you know, I guess, you know, anywhere you can find it and be passionate about it, you know. Is there an element of, talk to me about like, if you could quantify the relationship between luck and hard work, what would you say? Uh, 50-50? I, think, I honestly think they're one, I think they're one in the same. I think you you create your own luck by working really hard and just nuggets pull up here and they, they pull up there. I mean, that's the only way I can, I'm very lucky in life. I, you know, so maybe it's just luck too. I don't know. But I, I find that when I'm working hard and getting out of my space, uh, things open up. And I don't know if that's luck or just hard work or, or what have you. But, you know, you know, I mean, I've gotten a hole in one. That's pretty cool. That's, that's just luck. <laughs> that's not luck, Eric. That's, uh, that's so hard. That's a lot of hard work right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not a good golfer. You know, but I think it's just really you know, perseverance. Don't take no for an answer. Trust who you are. Believe in yourself. You know, uh, get hit, get hit, get knocked down, man. Get go down seven times, get up eight. You know, I mean, and you know, in dreams are, and this is another thing too. Everybody's got dreams. You know, you have to have dreams. We you have to have a plan for those dreams, mm-hmm. and that plan and those dreams to execute it is consistency and um and hard work. You know, and that's how you, that's how that plan gets created because you you can dream all you want, but if you don't set you have to do goals to, to execute it and then execute it with consistency and passion and commitment, you know, you're just going to have these dreams. So it's about, you know, really kind of fulfilling that whole through line because I do have a lot of, I have friends of mine that are so, I know so many talented people that don't go for it. You know, they're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, I think, okay. But, you know, to me, it's just like, you got to create your plan and, you, and then you just have to really just, I don't know. Just, don't take no for an answer. Have fun too. Do a yeah. lot of laughing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You Were know? you able to um, remind me what you got your degree in again in Berkeley? Was finance economics. Yeah, finance and economics. Talk to me about was that worth it for you? Would you do it again? And and how have you been able to implement that in making movies today? Um, well, I, you know, I, I can't. The, the thing about, yeah, I mean, I would definitely do it again because I, you know, I, finance and economics create a lot of thought process of, of, of markets and, and the way money works and budgets and they don't really teach you when you grow up how to budget at all and um so that's that's switching on the other side of my acting career is helped out a lot because i have a degree in that you know and i can you know i don't have i wish i had a degree in accounting because we do so much crazy accounting it's crazy Mm -hmm. but it's it's really been i would first of all i would do it all over again i'm the kind of guy that i love college at a ball i don't think you should know what you want to do you know even in college if you get lucky and something happens great but i would never it's where you get to grow and be independent fail and become your own and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then I was lucky to be able to implement it on the, on the business side, you know? Um, so that's, uh, that's been, it's been lucky. I've been lucky that way. It's been good. And How so on the business side, how have you been able to, implement well, I mean, because I can, because I, I can talk to, I can talk to, you know, uh, bankers and, and finance people about, you know, interest rates and, and, and EBITDA and what, what companies are worth and how you can, how you can manipulate a, um, a, a tax credit into this situation or that's to put a movie together to, to finance, you know? So, um, you know, that's, I mean, I've learned a lot on the way because my finance degree is a little different than this, but it's still the same kind of situations where, you know, it's like, I never make a movie. I'm, I, I'm fortunate. No, I never, I, I don't make a movie unless it's finance. Mm-hmm. I, I, I won't because I don't want to lose any money, you know? So I'm fortunate that way, but you know, let's make sure that things are put together. And oftentimes I'll be very, careful and shy not shy the conservative about putting something together just to make sure that you know the movie's being made 
you know, so that's, you know, that's where I kind of use all that. When was, the last time, uh, when was the last time you financed one of your own films? Well, it was probably Monsters of California. Okay. Yeah. A couple yeah, years ago yeah. there. With yeah. A couple of years ago. Because when, like I said, when we finance our own, what we do sometimes is we'll gap money for, you know, to be paid back with tax credits or, or stuff like that. Or, you know, we'll have MG so we'll pay for it and then we'll gap some of it, you know, and then, or we'll just get a straight out money and then we'll go make the movie for them or blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's not really, you know, what what was funny about the Monsters of California is even with us, we couldn't get, we couldn't get the debt backed by our company. We had to get the debt backed by our individual financing. Wow. So interesting. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't that much money, but Carlos, what are you doing? I go, we can easily make that back. And she's like, are you crazy? You know? So, you know, so. <laughs> now, but, now, now let me ask you, did you make the money back? We did. And then some, yeah. 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 Who did you yeah, sell it to? We, uh, so it's a screen media. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. How's yeah. it doing? We, well, it's just in the process now. We're just putting it together. We just put this big deal together with screen media. And yeah, they, uh, I was really nervous because I thought it would do a lot of places. I mean, we took it everywhere. We had it at CAA and they took it out. I mean, like real legit places everywhere. And we were yeah. getting all these tears different. And I'm like, fuck. And then our loan was coming up. I'm like, Stan, we got to do something because we got we to deal with this. It always happens. So yeah. then we made a deal with Screen Media that pays us back, pays Tom back, and we get a you know a few few pennies to play with. So you know that's you know, and my wife's not yelling at me anymore, so that's good. You know, that's it's great. made back. Yeah, great news. Yeah. Yeah. Hear about that? Dude, so good news. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me. Uh, there's um, I'm, we live in a feast and famine world, right? Where it's like some sometimes you're just you're making twenty movies a year, and maybe sometimes you're not. Um, so how have you been able to with your own personal finance? kind of weather some of those storms? That's a very, very interesting question. And there's a lot of truth to that. Um, with us, we've been in a position to have, because we've had to weather some storms just by running our company and not taking fees or not taking yeah. member draws because we were growing and getting bigger and we're, and we're doing, it was more about our transitioning stuff. When we, so we would have to, you know, so basically, we would put money, you know, last year or so when we were doing all the stuff, we put more money back in the company than pull out on our own, you know? And so those get kind of tight sometimes and, you know, you just keep pushing through it. But I, I know, you know, it was, I always say, you know, the only way that, you know, this is fine and, and this is a little scary, but coming out of this, we're going to be great. That was, you know, because I, I knew why this was happening. And, you know, it was very, very simple because we didn't have a back distributor doing our movies and we went on our own. So I, I knew what it was and now we just had to figure out how to overcome it. And we, we've overcome it tremendously. But again, those are kind of like, you know, you know, kind of like, <laughs> like well, we're running the company and you guys are all making money and I'm not making a nickel right now. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and, and we're very conservative in our money too. So we had, we had backups and stuff like that. Like even before the pandemic, we never laid off one person. Didn't lose, they didn't lose any of their health or anything like that. They, they, we kept everybody on board because I was like, well, you can do it. Let's do it. I don't want to you know, lay people off, have them come back or lose them or whatever. So, you know, we kind of save up for a little rainy day. Stan and I are very good about that. That's awesome. How many movies are you doing this year? Well, we did the budget the other day. I think it's 26. Maybe are you 26. Me? <laughs> no, I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not. You know, I mean, we, we're spread out. We got, cause we haven't been Winnipeg. We haven't been Vancouver. We're shooting Columbia. It was Michael Douglas thing. We're shooting in LA, you know? So, I mean, probably do 10 or 12 here. And then throughout all the other areas, we're doing some Vince Vaughn movies in Utah and stuff like that. So we're kind of figuring out how logistically to spread ourselves and, and go for this. 
All right. Well, it's, already, nervous, it's already uh, March. We never start early. We never, you know, it's all just this lag time and getting going. And, you know, and now it's like, ah. So 26 rooms, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only me and Santa. And I'm in a them. So we have to, that's our big thing too, is infrastructure and hiring. We need uh, our objective now for both of us. We're just like, dude, we're killing each other. So yeah. we are, we want to hire producers to go do what we do. So we don't have to rally around all this stuff all the time. Is it just you two yeah. or how many, how many employees do you have in the office? Well, no, the, we have like 20 employees, but we have posts, okay. you know, full team of posts. We have, yeah. we have all our assistants, we have development, you know, so, you know, um, it, I think we have like 20 employees. It's kind of, you know, grown pretty well, you know, yeah, I'd so say, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, well, you know, it's great. Cause Dan could take some Anthony who lives in Winnipeg. He could take a bunch of the hallmarks and I can do the yellow ones. And, you know, we start doing them three at a time. I think we're going to get to 20 pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's it's in, incredibly inspiring, and I and I can't tell you how much uh, you know. I, I admire uh, you guys and the work that you do, and I it's inspiring. So thank you, Eric, for your for your time. I'm gonna let you go and uh, get back. Absolutely. To you. But All uh, right, thanks for thanks okay. for jumping on. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you for sticking around to the end. You made it, which means you're a super fan. And as a super fan, I really do want you to reach out to me. I want to hear what you're doing, what you're working on, and. It makes me feel good, right? We all like that dopamine hit that uh, the work we're doing is being noticed. We're creatives. We're artists. That's what we do it for, right? We like to be noticed. It's attention. I'm just kidding. I do it for the passion, just like you guys, right? Anyway, hit me up. Share the podcast. Let's uh, let's have a good week, guys. We'll see you next time.